Welcome back to Plus Her, a Stepmom's Journeys podcast. I am your host, Anne Laurie Forbes, stepmom to two amazing boys. And on this podcast, I share my personal journey as well as the journey of other stepmoms to pass on lessons learned, tips, and any advice to all my fellow stepmamas out there. With every episode and every story shared, we aim to change the evil stepmom narrative. We want to get to know her, understand her, and appreciate her. Happy New Year, stepmamas and truth seekers. We made it. Thank God 2020 is behind us. And although that doesn't mean we won't experience any hardship in 2021, one thing is for sure 2020 helped us build our resilience muscle, at least exercise that muscle. And here we are ready for this new year and all that it has to offer. So this year, my prayer for you is that you will live your life with intention, that you won't limit yourself and that you will live, love, laugh abundantly. So let's kick off this new year with another lovely story from a fellow stepmama. Grab your hot tea and coffee on this lovely Sunday morning and listen close to the story of stepmom, Caitlin McKitterick. Hi, Caitlin. Hi. I am so happy to have you on today and to share your story with the listeners. I am ready. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. So we always start at the beginning of your journey. Tell me a little bit about the beginning of your journey and how did it all start? Yeah, so I am two years and a bit into being a stepmom. I started dating my husband, my now husband, three, a bit over three years ago. Um, At the time I was a bachelorette. Um, I'd been single for a few years prior and I was just living my life in the city. Um, And then I started dating my husband and the rest is kind of history. Um, I ended up moving to the suburbs with him we bought a house um and he had a two-year-old son from his previous marriage so i became a stepmom uh kind of just overnight like that instant stepmom so do you you remember your initial thoughts and feelings about becoming a stepmom at the time i was super excited about it i had kind of this fantasy idea about what it would be like. Um, I was really, really excited to get into it. I had all these plans about how we'd be an instant family and how perfect it would all be. And, you know, I had just like visions of like me packing lunches and just being a mom. And, and I was, I was really kind of over the moon excited, but that's, that was kind of the, an issue because I hadn't really anticipated any of the any of the struggles that I would end up facing. And I hadn't really looked into, you know, the stressors that can, that can arise when in blended families. Um, I'm actually a child of divorce myself, um, but my parents were, I was a teenager when my parents got divorced. So I, I didn't really live, I I didn't really live it kind of in in the same reality that I became a stepmom to such a young child since I was older. So it was a little bit different for me. 
Um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely, it was definitely a whirlwind and the reality did not match my expectations <laughs> at all. I can imagine. And I'm laughing with you because I was <laughs> the same way, not in the sense that yeah. I went in thinking it was going to be all, you know, roses and whatnot but Mm -hmm. just the fact that I kind of did have an idea of like okay it's it might it's going to be hard but this is how we're going to do things this is how my family's going to look like this is what we're going to do Mm -hmm. and yeah that's just you know we were naive at the beginning of our journey that's for sure (laughs) oh my gosh for sure for sure it's like it just like hits you in the face once you actually get into the thick of it Mm -hmm. So you became a stepmom to a toddler. And I know that when I started my journey, there was not too many people I can speak to about my journey. And there weren't too many resources out there. But now we have so many step parenting resources, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. But the majority of them are centered around parenting older stepkids. And I mm-hmm. know that coming a uh, stepmom to a toddler has its unique challenges. It's, it's definitely different. So what challenges can you share with us that you faced becoming a stepmom to a two-year-old? I think that the toddler stage is a challenging stage for parents in general. And then you throw kind of the the fact that I'd I was just a new person to this child, to my stepson. He didn't trust me or really know me that well yet or love me. Um, and so throwing that on top of the fact that it's a it's a difficult um, it's a difficult age to parent, it was really tough. Um, I think one of the biggest things was just the communication aspect. So he couldn't communicate properly yet because he was so little, right? So mm-hmm. you have you have that, you know, on top of it. Um, he couldn't tell me what he wanted all the time. And so that was definitely a challenge. I found that when I was looking into resources to help me with, um, you know, step parenting advice and things like that, everything that they were suggesting was just not applicable to me because of the age of my stepson. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, is nobody else in this situation? (laughs) I found it so crazy because they were like, you know, like try to talk to them, like relate to them with, um, talk to them about their interests and things like that. And I was like, okay, but what if they can't talk? Right, how do you do that for a two-year-old? Yeah, because he he couldn't talk. He, you know, he wasn't talking a lot of the time. And, and um, so it (laughs) was, it was really challenging. And even things like, you know, they say um, for step parents that you should kind of step back from discipline and, you know, not, not, don't try to be that person, you know, kind of spend more time trying to develop the bond with your stepchild and not Mm -hmm. be the one to, to discipline. But then we have, we had my stepson 50% of the time since, since I've been his stepmom. So and sometimes I, I was with him without my husband. And you don't really have a choice when you're with a two-year-old half of the, their life to not discipline them. You have to teach them what's right from wrong, especially at that age. You have to keep them safe. You have to make sure they're not doing things they're not supposed to be doing. And sometimes that does involve consequences and things like that. So automatically that didn't apply for me as well. There was a whole slew of things that just made me feel really kind of isolated because nothing that I was reading up on or none of the other stepmoms that I was really finding 
in the online community were, were step parenting kids as young as my stepson. So yeah, that was pretty hard. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, for me personally, I stepped into my boys' lives when the youngest, now the oldest is 16, the youngest is 10. Um, mm-hmm. But I stepped into their lives when the youngest was one years old. But it's a little different than than your story because my husband and I, well, at the time, my boyfriend and I, we were in a long distance mm-hmm. relationship. So I wasn't mm-hmm. there all the time. I would come in and come to town and visit, but I wasn't there all the time. But definitely I can imagine being a step parent to a toddler, you have to be more hands-on mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they're they're young and, and they need you. But I want to share with you a funny yes. story about my yes. stepson. So um, <laughs> he was like, I think he was two years old at the time. And mm-hmm. I, I have to say that it was harder for me to bond with him than the oldest one because the oldest one he mm-hmm. can speak so we can re- it's like we can reason with each other right because yeah. we can speak to each other but the youngest mm-hmm. one um he wasn't speaking yet you know he's he was two years old at that time so I remember grabbing you know my my then boyfriend's hand um mm-hmm. and just holding on to my boyfriend and like my youngest stepson he like grabbed my hand and like yanked it out of his father's hand <laughs> like don't touch my dad yeah and I thought to myself, I, like, oh my gosh, he's two years old and he's already, you know, mm-hmm. being possessive. Like, this is my dad. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I like you. Like, that's how I, I mean, that's what I'm thinking he, he was saying in his mind, right? But almost like, I'm not used to you yeah. yet. I don't know about you yet. And he just, he did not like us touching each other. He did not like us kissing each other. And it was funny because I'm like, here I am, like a grown woman. And this child and I, like this two-year-old and I have this love and hate thing going on. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can relate to that so much though. I've had, I had, I'm thinking back to that time too. And I had very similar experiences where my stepson would like, when he was little like that, when he was a toddler, he would, if I was sitting beside my husband on the couch or, or even if my husband would come give me a hug, he would not like it at all. And he would come and he would get in between us and be like, no, and he my would, dad. Like, he'd want to hug his daddy. And, and at the time I would take it so personally, oh, like yes, it hurt my too. feelings so much because just because it clashed so much with that that fantasy that I'd had about you know how it was going to look and that I was going to be like this instant mom and have this instant connection with this child and then being pushed away like that I was (laughs) I took it really personally at the time and thinking back I'm like oh my gosh that's so silly but in the moment it can really sting when you're trying so hard you know yeah no absolutely I took it personal too and I'm honest you know in saying that it was harder to bond with him I thought that it would have been easier because I'm like okay Mm -hmm. um he's young so he's going to grow with me and Mm -hmm. I would have been in his life for a while because I was there from when he was a baby so I thought in Mm -hmm. that aspect like okay I have an advantage here which you know it, it does give you some type of advantage the fact that they're growing with you and you're not entering their lives mm-hmm. when they're teenagers because that's its own challenges but I mm-hmm. was kind of surprised that I had a harder time bonding with him because mm-hmm. I'm like he's a baby I'm like how am I not bonding with him I can definitely see that I think there's challenges with bonding with a stepchild and forming a relationship with a, a new stepchild at any age and at the time I remember like my husband would always tell me he'd always remind me like he's not going to remember life without you and it, you know it, he's going to come around you know that relationship needs to develop and I remember at the time just thinking 
almost not believing it during those mm-hmm. times where he was pushing me away and showing me resistance because I was like, oh my gosh, is it always going to be like this? And But now we have a wonderful relationship now and you feel like a mother to him. And I feel mm-hmm. he feels that way towards me too. But so you're right. It just pays off over time. But in the beginning, it's, it's rough. It's rough with a child that age. What does he call you? What does he refer to you as? Like, how did you introduce call- that? Because obviously be- before he mm-hmm. starts speaking, right? Yeah. And it's tricky too, because when you're introduced to a child in the situation, when your partner has a child and you're introduced to them, you don't off the bat want to be like, oh, this is what we're calling this person. This is what you're going to call this person because this person's going to be like a parent to you. You don't do that initially because it's early and the the child's just meeting you for the first time. We didn't do anything like that. Um, He calls me Caitlin. I wanted it to be that way. I wanted, if he wants to call me something else in the future, um, I wanted that to be something that happens organically. And I wanted it to be kind of on his terms. Mm -hmm. So I never pushed, um, you know, I've never pushed for him to call me anything else. And he does have a mom, right? Like he has a mom who's with her half of the time. So it's also not like in some, I know in some other situations, there's a mom that's not in the picture or whatever it may be. I've even heard of stepchildren who call their mom and their stepmom a variation of mom. Mm -hmm. Um, So kind of, I've seen every family has their own, you know, their own thing, but but for now, he calls me Caitlin, and that may change in the future. I don't know, but I, I always wanted it to be something that he was comfortable with and something that kind of came on his own terms. Yeah. The reason I ask you that is because that's something else that we don't really think about for step-parent, mm-hmm. step-parents to older children. We don't really think about that. A stepmom mm-hmm. to a toddler, they are learning how to speak. So it's how do you even introduce what is the term that child is going to use? Because exactly. if you're introducing a stepmom or, you know, dad's introducing his girlfriend to a child who's 10 years old, then it's like, okay, this is Caitlin, right? But mm-hmm. you can't say yeah. this is Caitlin to a two-year-old. Like, Well, and when he was when he was little little when he just so when I came into his life he was just about starting to talk and he ended up because he couldn't say Caitlin properly he called me Kiki which was really cute but then as you know as his speech progressed and he grew he started calling me Caitlin and I was kind of like oh I like Kiki I kind of wish that stuck but (laughs) yeah that is actually cute (laughs) Yeah. So he calls me that sometimes now, like if he wants something from me, because he knows that I like it, he'll be like, Kiki. Oh, he knows how to butter you up. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> you mentioned that your husband, he was telling you to, to try and reassure you, telling you, don't worry about it. He will forget as he gets older, which is absolutely true because I can promise you that if I went to my youngest son right now and said, hey, do you remember when you yanked my hand out of dad's hand? He would be like, what? I I did that? (laughs) So what your husband said was absolutely true. But I want to know what advice would you give to a woman who is becoming a stepmom to a toddler? What would you say? There's a few things I would say. Um, The main thing I think would be not to take their behavior towards you personally, which was a really, it was an issue for me. And I realized in hindsight, it was because I was dealing with so much other, so many other emotions on top of it, Um, insecurity and jealousy and all those things that come in the early stages of stepmotherhood. So that would be kind of my biggest piece of advice. 
not to take things personally. It does get better. It does get easier over time, which is hard to believe when you're in it, but it's really, really true. Like looking back, I wish I could just tell myself that. I would also tell a stepmom just to be really open with their partner about what they're struggling with and just how they're feeling about everything that's happening with the whole adjustment of becoming a stepmom, especially to a toddler. And that's something that early on when we first moved into the house all together, I tried so, so hard. I was so desperate to just look like I knew what I was doing. And <laughs> I didn't want to open up. I didn't want to admit to my husband if I was having a hard time with something or if I was nervous about, oh my gosh, all of the, even using the car seat and the stroller, all of the things that I had no idea what I was doing because I, you know, I didn't have that time to prepare for a baby and have a baby. It was just I, like I had a two-year-old overnight. So I tried so hard. The type A in me just, you know, wanted to be perfect at everything. And I didn't want, I felt like it was, I guess, like a sign that I wasn't, um, like a sign of weakness or a sign that, you know, I didn't have it all together if I admitted that I needed help with something or if I admitted that I was finding something difficult. So I kept it all in and I, I wasn't open about it, which just kind of, it just caused so much anxiety in me and, you know, built up over time. And so I would just tell us that mom, just to be open and honest, be vulnerable and admit and ask for help when you need it from your partner, because a hundred percent, they're going to support you and they're not going to be upset or surprised or anything. If, if you, you know, say you're struggling with something. So that would be, that would be probably my three top pieces of advice. And that is amazing advice because once again, I went through the same thing. I went through the same thing and, and I talk about avoiding being a stepmom superhero. And to me, that meant, I, you know, I dived right in at the beginning. I wanted to prove mm -hmm. to others. I wanted to prove to my husband that I've got this. I know what I'm doing. And yeah, I would, I would rarely ask for help because I did not want my husband to either doubt his choice. Like, okay, I, I love this. I fell in love with this mm -hmm. woman. I chose her, but like, she's not capable of doing this thing with mm -hmm. me, this parenting thing exactly. with me. And so... I wanted to prove so much that I knew what I was doing, but really I was like, I have no clue <laughs> mm -hmm. what's going yeah. on. So <laughs> being vulnerable is, is a big thing. Being able to be vulnerable with your partner and open up and communicate. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I also like, I feel like go, when I was going into it, you know, in the early stages, I had this idea that him and I were kind of like on the same playing field in terms of, in terms of just like a parent, like parenting, which is what I, I guess, which is kind of what I had hoped for, right? Like when you, when you start a life with somebody, that's usually how it goes. It's like you have a child with that person. And I didn't understand the dynamics of a step family. And mm. I, I hadn't, I hadn't read into it and I didn't understand, you know, there, there is a difference in what your role is as a stepmom versus a, a, a bio parent, especially when you're coming in at, at a, a different stage in the child's life. So I kind of just had this, this illusion, I guess, like going back to, you know, this fantasy, I was kind of just trying to pretend that we were, you know, a, a nuclear family, and this is how it was going to be. And this is how a mom 
this is what a mom does, so this is what my role will look like, when that's just not the reality of step parenting, and especially early on when you're trying to find your role and how, and you know, working out who's going to do what and the dynamics of it and can all so be so messy at the beginning. And so I think it, I think it all goes back to that, like just kind of that, that illusion that I had of, of where both of us stood and taking into account the fact that he did have two years on me with, you know, his child and I didn't have that. And I, so it's normal to ask for advice, like, how do I deal with this parenting wise? Or how do I use this piece of baby equipment? Things like that. That's totally normal. So you don't need to pretend that you have the same experience that they do, because it's just not the reality. How do you think those challenges shaped, shaped into the stepmom you are today? What was your biggest lesson learned? Um, whew, That's a big question. I think... I mean, I think as a result, um, I think as a result of all the struggles early on, got to a point where I was just, I, I was anxious, I was insecure, I was easily triggered um, emotionally by a lot of, a lot of things that were, you know, just regular things in, in our, in our step family that would occur would trigger me. So a few months into us moving in together, that's when I really started to, you know, I was, okay. I need to put some work into myself. I need to figure out where, you know, where this stuff is coming from. As a result, I did end up putting a lot of work into myself. Those struggles that I faced early on are kind of what were catalysts to me doing that. Looking back to the person I was then, which was even just two years ago, is, is in my head, I'm, she seems like such a different person than the person I am now. So I think it's definitely shaped me into a much more confident, confident person, secure. I, I feel just so much more secure. I don't have those, I don't have those triggers that I used to have because I worked through that. Um, I mean, you know, there's obviously always still things. It's, it's an ongoing process. It's not like you just, you put in some months of, of work and it's done. It's, it's a lifelong commitment when you decide to, you know, work on your self-development. I would say that the struggles have definitely shaped me into who I am now. And, and that person is in a much better place than she was two years ago in the, you know, the thick of it all. I love that. I am big on self-development and on mm -hmm. growth. I think there's so much beauty in growth. So I'm big on those things. So what would you say to the Caitlin two years ago? Caitlin now, what would you say to Caitlin two years ago? To the Caitlin two years ago, I would have told her that she needs to chill. <laughs> <laughs> Take like a chill pill, Caitlin. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I would tell her to chill and I would tell her everything is going to work itself out. And you just need to, you just need to enjoy the process and not, you know, overthink every little thing, not worry about what other people think, just enjoy the process. Enjoy the journey. So you continue to grow in this role and obviously you've taken time to work on yourself. And I also read on your blog, Bubbly to Bedtime Stories. I love mm -hmm. that name. It's so cute. <laughs> but I read on your blog that you strive to live a balanced and fulfilled life amidst all the chaos of the blended family. So my question mm -hmm. to you is, what was and still is your self-care regimen that has helped you in finding yourself again and achieving this goal? So there's a few there's a few things that I started to do when I really committed to my giving time to my self-care. So first of all, I'd gone through a period early on early on in my journey where as we were talking about before, I was in I tried to be super stepmom. I thought that I needed to bend over backwards to do everything. Um 
that's the reason I don't know why, <laughs> but I just, I tried to do everything I could. And I stopped doing things for myself because I was getting lost in trying to be a perfect mom. A big turning point for me was realizing that I was not doing the things that I was doing before I became a stepmom that I enjoyed doing and that made me feel like myself. I started going to yoga again. I started um, even just little things like going for a walk or going for a run, I would feel guilty for leaving the house when my stepson was here because I had this fear that like he was gonna not, you know, not associate the house as me and daddy's house and just daddy's house or it was time that I could be bonding with him that I was giving up. I had a lot of these these overthinking thoughts in my head going on. So I started just, you, you know, not overthinking that and realizing that I need to fill my cup if I'm going to be able to be my best self, be my best stepmom, be the best wife I can be. I needed to have my cup filled too, which I was not filling. I was just filling everyone else's cup. That was a huge piece of my self-care regimen was just taking the me time and most of the time that included exercise or just getting outside or something like that. Another thing that I started doing that was really helpful that I continue to do now is practicing gratitude. Um, I try to do meditation too. Probably do it about once a week now. I should be doing it every every day, but that's something that really, really helps. Finding a community of other stepmoms as well has been a huge part of my self-care. Like I put that into self-care too, because just having a positive, like-minded community of other women who who I can talk with or message or you know, who message me and I can have meaningful conversations with is, is so, so important. That's something I would, would recommend to any. I've spoken to a few stepmoms about this who have been struggling with, you know, having someone to talk to about what they're going through. And I always say it's just better to talk to other stepmoms who have been through what, what you're going through or who, who, are, who are going through something similar. Because if you talk to your friends and your family, it's not always the best sounding board to have. I think that a lot of the time, in my experience, a lot of stepmoms I've spoken to, if they're, if they're confiding in friends and family, you know, they're going to have your best interest at heart and they don't really understand the experience that you're going through. It's just so helpful to be able to, you know, have someone that you can reach out to to be like, hey, I'm going through this right now. Have you ever experienced something similar? You know, I, I feel I'm feeling a little crazy for feeling this way. And just to have someone to kind of validate that for you and just, you know, talk it out. It's really, really important. That sisterhood amongst stepmoms is so crucial <laughs> in navigating this journey because I always say that there are certain things. Yes, I'm very open and honest with my husband, but there are certain things that he just doesn't understand and he will never understand because he's the biological parent and I'm not. Yeah. So he will not yeah. be able to understand where I'm coming from or some of the feelings that I may have. So having other stepmoms to reach out to and speak to is so important. And another thing I don't want to forget to mention in terms of self-care is therapy. Therapy has was a huge game changer for me. I started going a few months into my journey and I continue to go now. And honestly, I just, I'm a huge advocate of therapy. I think everyone should go to therapy, even if you're not, even if you're not in a crisis, even if you don't have trauma you have to deal with. It's, I truly believe that you need to take care of your mental health regularly as you need to take care of your body health regularly. When you go see mm -hmm. a doctor, you know, for a checkup, it's the same 
same with therapy. So um, that is something that I would, I would highly recommend to stepmoms. And, you know, it doesn't even have to be a therapist. There's so many, there's so many coaches out there too, like stepmom coaches, step family coaches, just having a third, you know, an objective third party person you can go to, you know, to talk, to talk things out and help you work through whatever it is you need to work through. You can move forward. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I love that you just shared that. Thank you for sharing that. You you shared with us what you've done, self-care, you know, mentally and emotionally, physically. Yeah. And I love that you've touched on each aspect, what yeah. you've done in terms of your yeah. self-care for each aspect, because that's so important. You know, sometimes we're so limited in the way that we think about self-care right and we think okay mm-hmm. yeah i'm just going to uh just go for a walk and that's it but there's other aspects as well so you've covered all bases so thank you for that yeah <laughs> yeah no i think and that's something that i've i've come to come to see as well too is that self-care is not just having a bath and putting a candle on it's so much more and it's things that you can just embed into your everyday life that just have a cumulative positive effect on on your well-being so there's so many other things that you know we could throw into into that into that boat you know even boundary setting and things like that um so many things that stepmoms struggle with a huge umbrella of things yeah and i think more we are starting to realize that women are starting to realize that it's it's more than just a bubble bath Yeah. And I think women are becoming moms, bio moms and step moms, you know, just women in general are becoming a lot more confident with being able to take that time for themselves and not feel guilty filling their own cup because so important. It's so necessary for to, you know, be happy and, and not just be like running around from one thing to the next, taking care of everybody and, and then just feeling empty at the end of the day. So we talked about some of the challenges you had uh, becoming a stepmom to a toddler, Mm -hmm. but share with me, I guess, an advantage to being a stepmom to a toddler. Oh my gosh. I think there's so many advantages. I, no matter how hard it was at the beginning, the relationship that I have with my stepson now is just so incredible. And I truly, I truly feel one of his parents. I think that the young age that I came into his life, I I know that people develop positive relationships, great relationships with their stepkids, no matter what age they come into their life. Since he was so little um, and I had to care for him as, as a baby, essentially, I think that really, really helped formed our bond. I'm so grateful that, I mean, he, he won't remember life before me. So he'll always have the memory of me being in his life and of being a caregiver to him. And so I'm really grateful for that. We've had time now for as long as he, as long as he has memories to form this bond and form our own traditions. I'm really, really grateful that so little when I came into his life, looking back, regardless of the struggles. I hope that you are capturing all the moments. I hope you're taking a lot of photos so that he's able to look mm-hmm. back when he's older and see photos of you and him when he was younger and throughout the years. I think that'd be beautiful. So I hope you're capturing moments. I definitely am. And it's crazy because so I look back in my phone now in my in my album and I see photos of me with him from early on in our relationship together and I'm like oh my gosh he was such a he was practically a baby and it blows my mind that I that I've been in his life for so long I have these moments where I'm oh my gosh look at us we're we're both Mm -hmm. we both look so much younger and he was a baby and it's just crazy because 
you know, you don't realize as you're going through it, how much time passes. And then when you really take a step back and you look at it, you're like, wow. Yeah. And how quickly time passes too. Yeah. Thank you. They wanted to definitely highlight some of the advantages, some of the beauty as well in being a stepmom to a toddler. Um, because we talked about the challenges, but of course, I don't want to leave the listeners with just yeah. challenges. So we definitely had to touch on some of the positive and there are many. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Your journey is going to continue. However, as mm-hmm. we come to, to the end of your story on the podcast, I want you to share mm-hmm. with me two things. One, mm-hmm. your recent stepmom win. And two, what are you hoping other stepmoms will gain from your story? Okay, so a recent stepmom win. I've had a couple lately. Um, Ooh, so that's amazing. The, <laughs> so one of the biggest ones, this is not really recent, but it's within the past. It was about a year ago. One thing that would just make me so upset when we first moved in together was that he never wanted me to put him to bed. Um, he always <laughs> wanted his dad to put him to bed. And mm-hmm. this made me really sad <laughs> for like the first year we lived together. I was like, oh my God, he never wants me to put him to bed. Like it was, it was a, it was a big thing for me. Um, so about a year ago, he finally asked me to put him to bed. My husband had told him it was bedtime and he was like, I want Caitlin to put me to bed. And I was like, what? And <laughs> now it's just become our thing. So now he wants me to put him to bed every night that he's here. So I do bedtime now every night. And um, so a more recent win was I, when I was putting him to bed, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was lying down with him before bed and I, I got up to leave, you know, kiss him goodnight and leave. And he was, Caitlin, can you relax with me forever? <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> That's so adorable. Can you relax yeah. with me forever? <laughs> yeah. What he calls it when we lie down with him before bed is relaxing in his bed. So he asked me if I could relax with him forever. And I was like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Even yeah. the child knows that stepmom mm-hmm. Caitlin needs some <laughs> relaxation and self-care. <laughs> right? What are you hoping other stepmoms will gain from your story today? So one thing that I hope other stepmoms will gain from my story is just the importance of kind of just letting, just stepping back sometimes based on what I've gone through myself, I know how hard it can seem in the moment. And when there's issues in your step family, or it's hard with your stepkids or whatever the, whatever the stressor is, it will, it will all settle down over time. And um, I mean, it's not always that it settles down over time, but you just, become you transform as a person and you become just much more well equipped at dealing with what comes your way so like I said before just really trusting in the process and you know putting in the work you need to put in is so important you'll look back two years later and you'll be like wow that was really hard but I got through it and things are amazing now I've really enjoyed this conversation and learning more about your step parenting journey but before you go for a stepmom's journey is all about sharing the real stories of stepmoms and changing the evil stepmom narrative so in your opinion what can we do to change the evil stepmom narrative I think as stepmoms, we just need to be confident and vulnerable and not feel guilty about speaking up about the struggles that we face. There's a bit of a stigma. There's a bit of a stigma out there. Not really everybody talks about 
the challenges that come with step parenting, when really there's a lot of parallels that you can compare with early motherhood and becoming a mother, there's not really a stigma with talking about that. So I think that stepmoms just need to continue to be open about, you know, the struggles that they're facing, the beautiful parts of it too, you know, the, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it, we just have to be you know, comfortable speaking out about it and, and talking with each other and just changing that narrative. I agree. I feel like the more we speak up and we share our stories, I think there's power in our stories. And the more that we share our stories, that alone is helping us change the evil stepmom narrative. Totally. Like every time even I put, if I post something on Instagram or on my blog, I'll have stepmoms message me being, oh my gosh, <laughs> like, I can't believe you said this. This is exactly what I've been thinking. You know, I've never, no one ever talked about it so there's really it's really beautiful to be able to connect with other stepmoms in that way and for these things to be relatable but it also shows how how many stepmoms just keep to themselves and keep the struggles within them and don't talk about Mm -hmm. them just because they feel they're alone in experiencing them well thank you once again Caitlin thank you so much for your willingness to share uh, not only the difficulties but also the joys of your journey I'm sure that your story will be a source of hope and inspiration for a fellow stepmom. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I just have this feeling that you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Show me some love. Subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And spread the love with another stepmom by sharing this episode with her. You just never know. This might be the encouraging word she needed to hear. And lastly, let's stay connected. Check me out at Plus Her Journey on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, be blessed.